It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. Oh boy, it's regular in the lab time. Not bonus in the lab time, normal in the lab time. Some of you might be like, what? First of all, it's Drew Doherty. I got John Harris here. John, how are you? I'm well. You and I have started doing extra in the labs, bonus in the yes. labs, in conjunction with the top 100, the Texans top 100, and we've had a good time. We put up, oh, one so far, but we've taped a few more that are going to come out over the next few weeks, and I've enjoyed it, John. They're like little nine-minute, ten-minute podcasts. Yeah, they're just little, as you said, they're bonus. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. something you get a little addition. They're they're in your stocking for the holidays yeah. sort of thing. It's it's kind of nice, but we're doing, you know, it's, it's kind of like you got Diet Coke now. Mm-hmm. And you've got all these different flavors of Diet Coke. Yeah, with the lime, yeah, with the vanilla. With the... It, so we're trying to give you a little bit of everything, but you can always come to the regular in the lab for yeah. your full Diet Coke. And let's not bury our heads in the sand. Obviously, huge news on Friday. Brian Gain let go, and the team is looking for a GM. We were taping this on Tuesday morning around 11 a.m. We're going to go out to practice in a little bit. So this might go up a little later in the day on Tuesday, and hey, the Texans might have a GM. Might yeah, come exactly. the next day, might come Thursday, might come Friday. Don't know. Might come Maybe after next that. week. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So we've talked a lot about it. You've talked a lot about it on the radio shows. DP and I mentioned it, touched on it Saturday night on Texans 360. So nothing really more to add, and that's not really what In the Lab is. Those of you who are loyal listeners know, all right, yeah, yeah, let, let's get going with this. But some of you guys are new or gals are new to this podcast, and John and I kind of focus on a lot of stuff from the past. A lot of stuff that will never happen, meaning which three Oilers from the run-and-shoot era yeah. would you like to put on this Texans team for 29? Stuff like that. We examine things. And one little fun thing that I, I know you and I like, and I, I think there's probably at least two or three others out there listening that enjoy, we like doing redrafts. And we haven't done one in about three, four weeks. Yep. Today we're going to redraft the Texans 2007 Ooh. NFL Draft. Okay. And here's some rules, John, some guidelines. All right. We're using the same picks that they had. And if you remember, a month before that draft, the Texans swapped number ones with the Atlanta Falcons and also gave up some more picks, and they got Matt Schaub their quarterback. So right. we're going into this. Matt Schaub is your quarterback. You don't need to take a quarterback in this draft. Okay. So okay. uh, you're not going to move up to take Jamarcus Russell first overall. Right. That that draft actually was really devoid of good quarterbacks. Yeah, it really was, and... I remember the Raiders taking Jamarcus Russell was definitely a... It was interesting because it was sort of a, a sticking point for the Raiders. Like, they needed a quarterback, yeah. but there just wasn't one that you got really, really excited about. In fact, Jamarcus Russell was the first quarterback off the board at 1.1. Uh-huh. The next quarterback off the board, here's an answer to a trivia question, didn't come until the 36th overall pick, and it was in the second round. And it was from right here at the University of Houston. Kevin Cobb. Yeah, good college Eagles. quarterback. Yeah. Had some had some moments in the NFL. Yeah, very much so. But this, the 2007 draft, so the Texans picked 10th Yes, in that draft. Yes. In the first round they drafted Amobi Okoye. This, this is going to be fun because there, there are a lot of different paths uh-huh. we can take with this one. There are, but for me, I go with the path of least resistance. I go with the path to greatness. I go to the path of a guy who I think should 
be in the Hall of Fame one day. If you want to take a path, you're going to need a boat for this one. Oh, yeah. Because you got to gotta go to the island. Uh-huh. And I'm going to take, instead of taking a Moby, Moby Okoye, great guy, we love him, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with a guy who had a better NFL career, was a shutdown corner in the truest sense of the word, one of the best corners ever, I think. Yep. The New York Jets took him in four, at 14. I'm going to take Darrell Revis, cornerback out of Pitt, instead of a Moby Okoye. And, man, I'm going to pair him up with Dante Robinson. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good go. corner tandem. Especially when you're facing the Colts, Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. Harrison. I mean, they were phenomenal. And, and the Texans' philosophy was let's get our pass rush to a point where we put the pressure on. And so that meant Mario Williams in 06. That meant Amobi Okoye in 07. And remember, Okoye was 19 years old. So the thought was by the time he got to his second contract, he wasn't even going to be 24. Mm-hmm. So you were going to get a lot of bang for your buck. It just didn't turn out that way for Amobi. But for the next five picks, yeah, ended up being pro bowlers. Right after the Texans took Okoye, the 49ers took Patrick Willis. So, Who, I mean, tremendous Tremendous. You you pair him up with D'Amico Ryan. Right. That would have been nice, but right. I I think you're you're getting better value, much better value out of I Darrell agree. Revis. The three of the four positions, to me, when you look at that, I think first of all, Revis Revis is the better player of these four. Marshawn Lynch, running back, fun player. Would have loved Marshawn, but again, drafting a running back in the in the first round. Then Darrell Revis went at fourteen, and then Lawrence Timmons, who played linebacker, was very very good linebacker for the Steelers, versatile. Athletic. Look, I would take just based on value of position. I'm putting cornerback above all else, but Darrell Revis was the better player above all else. Now, yeah, the Texans would have had to pay, but that's what made Revis Island so expensive and luxury. But uh-huh. Darrell Revis in the first round, there's no question. Okay, then you skip down to the second round, and there's a lot of really good players that have come off the board at that point. Michael Griffin from Texas, the safety. John Beeson, linebacker, really good player. Joe Staley, Greg Olson, really good tight end. Paul Puzlozny, he went. Eric Weddle still playing. Zach Miller, good tight end. Yeah. Okay, Texans forfeit that second-round pick because they traded away to Atlanta. and Atlanta picked a – ironically, Atlanta picked a corner named Chris Houston uh-huh. from out of Arkansas. That would have been with the 41st pick of that draft. So the Texans well, – no, Well, that's, that pick was actually from Minnesota – Oh, they, oh, my bad, my bad. They drafted they had, Justin Blaylock. Yeah, they had a couple twos, and they took Justin Blaylock, yeah, guard out of Texas. Good guard out of Texas. Man. He was on yeah, that, good player. That, that title team. Good player. Five. Okay, so you got to go all the way down, John, to the third round, 73rd overall. Mm-hmm. And the Texans took Jacoby Jones back then, who wound up having a really solid career, had some moments with the Texans, was better on that title team with yep. the Ravens. In 2012, yep. He's one of my favorite players to ever interview. <laughs> But I think if I could redraft at that point, I'd go with a guy who was taken 86th overall, who was taken by the Ravens. Yep. I'd go with the tackle out of Iowa who kicked inside to guard. And, man, you solve your guard problems for a while. You get Marshall Yonda. That's who I would have taken, John. There's no question. That that was – as soon as I saw that, as I was, I was scoping the draft, I would have – I would have thought about taking Marshall Young in the first round, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. With as good a career as he's had. He did. He kicked in the guard. He's been he's been a tremendous player for Baltimore, still is. I think he should go to the Hall of Fame. I think he's one of the interior players that's ever played in this game. J.J. Watt agrees with you. There's, yeah. he's, he's talked about it with me before. He yeah. said, this he's guy phenomenal. has really given me problems. He gave he's me problems phenomenal. when I was a rookie. He was such a tough, tough guy mm-hmm. to play against. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's who I would have taken. So I would have beefed up that line because think about it. At that point, You've got a young Eric Winston. You've got a young Chris Myers. 
You've got Marshall Yonda in there. Yeah. Chester Pitts playing guard as well. Your left tackle position at that point, it's 07, so it's before Dwayne Brown. Right. So a year later, you get Dwayne Brown. Yeah. Things are gorgeous. Boy, you're talking about Dwayne Brown, Marshall Yonda, Chris Myers, Eric Winston. And imagine if Charles Spencer had worked out. Oof. I mean, how that changes things. But it didn't. But, man, you go Revis and Yonda rounds one and three. Holy smokes. You talk, those, those guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah. Those guys are Hall of Famers. Meat and potatoes players, man. No, no question. At two positions that you really, you really could have used. And again, Yonda was a tackle in college, and then they bumped him inside the garden. I think that that made his that made his career. He was yeah. just suited for that position. And even though he didn't end up in Houston, he ends up in Baltimore. Drew, to be completely honest, he went to the right place for him with the way Baltimore played, how physical it was. Yep. Here it would have been a little bit more zone blocking. And, and look, if you're good, you're good. You can do it in any scheme. But I think in Baltimore where they run a little bit more power, a little more gap scheme back then, he was the perfect fit. Okay, I've got a conundrum next. Texans okay. are picking fourth rounder, the 123rd overall pick. This one came from Kansas City via New Orleans. And the Texans took a corner in Fred Bennett. Another nice guy. Mm-hmm. But do I want to add more beef up front on the offensive line, or do I want the ever-elusive safety? <laughs> Texans franchise history has not been blessed with great safeties overall. You know, you've had Tyron Matthew for a year. Looks like the future's bright with Justin Reed. But over its history, right. it's kind of been a position of neglect. So I'm going to pass up taking Fred Bennett. I'm going to ta- pass up taking Jermon Bushrod, who was a really good tackle, out of Towson, which is the town in which I was born. Mm-hmm. Moved to Houston 10 weeks later. I'm going to go with Deshaun Goldson, who went a couple picks after that. Safety out of Washington. Just solid player for the 49ers. He has been he was in the league for a, quite a long time. I'm going to go with Deshaun Goldson, okay? That's a good pick. I, I think that's a good pick. Going back to our thought about getting Marshall Yonda, the offensive line still trying to figure out what they had at tackle. One pick before Bennett, Dallas Cowboys took Doug Free. It was yeah. a very solid tackle. Never, I mean, he's a fourth rounder. He never was. He was a starter, but he never was an All Pro. He wasn't a star, but he's a solid player for the Cowboys. Yeah, that's one pick in front of Bennett. But you're right. You could have taken Jermon Bushrod, who went to Towson, or Golson. Those guys both made the Pro Bowl. Another guy that I would have looked at, and I, I'm trying to remember when. Va, when did Vontae Leach get to Houston? Well, Vontae Leach got to town in 2006. Leron McClain was a hammer for the Ravens. A hammer. The Ravens, yeah, McLean is a, is a nice possibility, but I'm going to stick with Vontae. I could, I just couldn't remember when Vontae had gotten here. Vontae to me is one of the more underrated fullbacks there's ever been. I mean, I, I think the players that played with him know what a great player he was. He just got caught in a time period where fullbacks were starting to mm-hmm. lose their lose their relevance, if you will. I think because of that, people didn't understand or grasp how important he was. And look, in his own blocking scheme, some people say, well, you don't even need a fullback in his own blocking scheme. But because you had Vontae, you could run lead plays and some different things. And it's funny because when I was going back and watching some of the 2012 stuff, Drew, for our bonus in the labs, go back and watch some of those games, they did a few more things in 2012 with Vontae running a little bit more power stuff. Because they had Vontae Leeds. They had they had some things that they could do during that time frame. Now, they weren't doing it in 2012 because that was James Casey, but they were doing some of those things because they had a guy like Vontae Leach. And Vontae was so good in the zone game because he knew where Arian was going. He knew where Arian was yeah. thinking. So he could pick up those guys to allow Arian to make his cuts, and he did such a good job leading Foster for so many years. So, yeah, let's stick with Vontae Leach. 
We'll stick with Deshaun Goldson. I like that. And we'll move on to the fifth round, pick 144. 144. That was when the Texans took Brandon Harrison. They were trying for that safety out of Stanford. He didn't really work out for you. So you know what I'm going to do? You got a great young tight end in Owen Daniels. Let's put another great young tight end next to him that's going to play for a long, long time in the league. Brent Selleck out of Cincy. Played some tight end while Connor Barwin was probably playing a little bit of tight end there in college. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Connor Selleck, Barwin was a tight end at one point. Yeah, uh, Selleck, very good player. Longevity is the key. I had my eyes on it. It's funny. I had my eyes on a tight end, but he didn't He didn't last as long, but he was key for the Giants in 07. Talking about Boss. Huh? Kevin Boss. Yeah. And he just didn't He didn't stick for a long time in, in the NFL, but – he I had a great 2007 as a rookie. I remember them using him in that game and was a really good player. Well, John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scratch that itch for you Giants-wise a little later in our draft. Okay, okay? Right. so I'm sorry about that. But I think, I no, think Selleck, I, tight end-wise, a little bit better choice for this team, and I'm going to roll with that. But Boss would have been an admirable selection as well. So let's move on to the fifth, okay? At 1-6-3 overall, the Texans took another tackle, Brandon Fry with an E. Mm. We're not going to go with Brandon Fry. No. We're going to go back to the corner well. Guy who can help on special teams, Corey Graham. That's who I would have taken. Played at New Hampshire, which is good because it's always nice to have people from New Hampshire in the building. We love John Perry, receivers coach yes. here. But Corey Graham went on and had a pretty nice career. Drafted by the Bears in 07, started at corner in 08, next to Peanut Tillman. I mean, he was the player of the game. In 2012 against the Broncos when the Ravens beat them. So I uh, had a couple picks. I'm going to go with Corey Graham, kind of like your third corner at that point. Guy who can help out. That's who I'm picking. We faced him last year. Yeah. Played safety. Still in the league. I mean, Played safety for the Eagles. In fact, he had one of the best all-time reaction shots. We looked at it in the film room on the escape, as I call it. The, <laughs> the one where Deshaun got away from all the different linemen. Chris Long and Michael Bennett are all trying to sack him and Fletcher Cox. And he gets away from all of them. Brandon Graham, he shucks to the ground and he finds Jordan Aikens. And after it's done, you see Corey Graham just throw his hands up like, damn! Just like... Yeah. It's the it's the best. I love his reaction to it. Yeah, Corey Graham, again, I know that you can never you can never have enough corners. Not in this league, not now, man. I mean, just I mean, at this point in time, you've got to have guys that can cover and the more guys that you have, the the better. So, and that wasn't that adage wasn't as fitting as it is now back in right. 2007, but it was pretty darn close. You were you were moving in that direction, to especially his, having to beat the Colts. And to his credit, GM Rick Smith said that every single yep. pre-draft press conference. I mean, he he always emphasized that you can never have enough corners, yep. and you know he was pretty consistent about that about picking corners. Some worked out, some didn't, but yeah, that was something that he definitely put an emphasis on. And to remind folks, we're not blasting these drafts that the Texans. Oh have no no no! Because everyone swings and we misses. can do this for every team, every single team. This is just with. The benefit of 12 years of hindsight, we're going back and doing this. So, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a fine draft. So we'll, let's move on to number six. Let's scratch that itch Giants-wise that you had, John. Okay. Let's take a running back. Let's take Ahmad Bradshaw. So the Texans are at pick 183 yeah, instead in the of sixth taking, round. Instead of taking Casey Studdard, who he started some games here. Well, you're going to move Yanni to guard. Yep. So, so you know, you've got your that. guard fixed. Let's get Ahmad Bradshaw in here. I think he'd be a nice compliment to whatever you had working back then for the Texans at running back. I was mystified that Ahmad Bradshaw went in the seventh round. Yeah. It, it was it was 
mystifying why he went so late in this draft. I, I didn't understand it. I saw him at Marshall, and I was – I mean, he was – how many picks? One, two, three, four, five, six. He was six away from being Mr. Irrelevant, and yet he was a significant factor mm-hmm. for that Giants 07. In fact, that Giants 07 draft was – it was outstanding. I mean, I mentioned Boss. This is a team that won the Super Bowl in 2007. Yep. All these guys played a role in that that were in, that got drafted. Jay Alford played defensive tackle for them. He was a factor on that team in 2007. Steve Smith, wide receiver, ended up being a Pro Bowler at one point. Yep. Uh, was a very good player. That's for them the Steve for a while. Smith from USC. Right, USC Steve Smith. The Giants got significant value right off the bat from 07. Now. It was not longevity. Longevity was not Uh, in play, if you will, with that group. They did not stick around for a long time, but immediate impact, they certainly got that. And Ahmad Bradshaw, getting him in the sixth round at 183, I think that is tremendous, tremendous value. So you have one more pick. It's the 218th pick. It's in the seventh round, and the Texans originally used it on Zach Dials, the linebacker. And he played quite a bit. He started in 09 as your weak side linebacker in the 4-3. I'm going to stick with Zach Dials. I mean, looking at the options there, I mean, there are a few guys you could take, but you've kind of, I mean, you've kind of satisfied things. In a, in a, like, I don't want to take Clark Harris, the tight end. You've already got yeah. two pretty good ones. I guess you could take Allen Ball, the corner. But, again, I've taken two corners already. I don't, I don't think I need to take three. So let's stick with Zach Dials. I mean, he's, he's okay. a solid defender. I'm going to throw a couple options at you. Okay. Now, there are a few guys that ended up not getting drafted. Right. That could have been pretty interesting on this team. First one was out of Bethune-Cookman, by the way, coached by Alvin Wyatt. Yeah. Had the best coaching outfits you've ever seen. And that was Eric Weems. Yeah. Ended up with the Falcons. I thought about him. He's a great return man. But you know what, John? He just pissed me off watching him when he was <laughs> with the Falcons. And they came here in 11. He just pissed me off. Like, okay. he was taunting the crowd. Yeah, okay. I, it really made me mad. I, All right. I, I don't want him. You know? Okay. And I think, I mean, he was good, but... I think the the contributions that Zach gave you are a little bit better than that guy. I got you. Okay. Here's another one. Now, we drafted Revis. Yep. And we drafted Yonda. We drafted Deshaun Goldson. Mm-hmm. So we drafted a safety. Yep. I was doing that because I was like, I knew we drafted a safety. I was trying to figure out when. You got a young man by the name of James Ahedabo. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we couldn't draft in the seventh round. That would have been pretty interesting. Yeah. I like Ahedabo. Really he good player. had a very, very productive, good career. Yeah. Very Ooh. productive career. That would have been a guy. I mean, I'm with you. Zach Dials did give you something. I think Ahedabo may have been. And here's another name. We drafted We drafted a running back, correct? Mm-hmm. Pierre Thomas was also an undrafted, undrafted running back that ended up signing with the Saints. Had a good career. Very key figure on the 09 Saints team. Uh-huh. So that would have been another one I would have considered. I might have gone with ahead of Bo, but you can absolutely, without question, convince me as you did that Zach nah. Dials was the right pick. I like nah, Zach Dials. I'm, I'm I'm going back. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. You gonna you, switch to ahead of Bo? Yeah, I mean, such a long, like a great long career. Played in the Super Bowl with the Patriots in yep. eleven. Yep. Then he won a Super Bowl the next year with the Ravens in twelve. Good play. I, yeah, I, you got to go with ahead of Bo. That's that was an oversight on my part. So we're going with James ahead of Bo. Plus, we hear him on the radio. Yeah, he's yeah. very good. He's yeah. very good. So James Ahedabo, our seventh yes. round pick. So thank you. That's why you're here, John. Well, you yeah, counterbalance I mean, some of my stupidity sometimes. So that's that's well, why you're here, man. No, I mean I I counterbalance <laughs> well, my own stupidity, but James Ahedabo is a, a guy that I I respected for a long time. Played, yeah, played a lot of places, but was always impactful no matter where he went. All right, so let's let's review 2007. 
You go Darrell Revis, you get a Hall of Famer at corner in the first round. The third round, because you've traded away your second rounder in the Matt Schaub deal, you take a guard. He's He played tackle in college, but Marshall Yonda, 73rd overall. You think he's a Hall of Famer? I think J.J. Watt would probably agree with you. So that's two smart guys saying that. I'll, I'll say he's a Hall of Famer as well. In the fourth, get a pretty good safety, Deshaun Golson. Yep. In the fifth, you add another nice tight end, Brent Selleck. Also in the fifth, at 163, you get a pretty good corner, Corey Graham. You have a running back at 183 overall in your sixth rounder, and that's Ahmad Bradshaw. Did some nice things for the Giants. Had a couple thousand-yard seasons. And in the seventh, we were going to take Zach Dallas, but we switched at the end. James ahead of both. You've locked up your safety spot mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. You've, you've got two really good safeties after yeah, having you. none basically the entire time the franchise is around. Yeah, you'll be you'll be good at that position. Yeah. It's, and it's so it's so interesting how you could have a position like wide receiver where you go from Andre Johnson to DeAndre Hopkins, but then at safety you just for years whether whether it wasn't valued as a position, whether you just had other priorities, whatever it whatever it might be, you if you if you swung you struck out. Yeah. And then there were times where you you didn't and you ended up not taking safeties, but you could have solved that safety problem with with this draft in particular with Golson and then with Ahedebo, at least for the foreseeable future. Now, how does that change later drafts? You know, who's to say? But it's just interesting to me how safety went for so long of, well, wait a second, why don't we draft a really good safety and put him back there and see what happens? And you did that with, with Justin Reed, and well, all of a sudden, okay, here we go. Safety yeah. play has been much improved and hopefully continues that way. I'm with you. All right, man, this is fun. It's always cool getting in the DeLorean and going back in time. I think we just went back in time, made the Texans better for 2007 and beyond, and we can't wait to do this again next week on In the Lab.